Uh, let's head the other side of the Atlantic to find out how all of this relating to Northern Ireland is going down in America. LBC's US correspondent Simon Marks joins us. Uh, how is this all being uh, taken in the United States, Simon? Well, I don't think there's going to be any surprise, John, uh, that there will be anger both in Congress and at the White House over the next few hours because while the Prime Minister describes these moves as trivial, uh, clearly that's not the way that uh, everyone uh, from the President uh, to Nancy Pelosi in the House of Representatives, the Speaker of the House of Representatives and other significant voices in Congress are likely to interpret this. They have warned for months specifically that if uh, the British government were to take uh, action like this, it would put a trade agreement between the United States and the UK uh, in jeopardy. Uh, they have urged repeatedly the Prime Minister to commit to multilateral negotiations as a means of resolving these issues and urged him not to do anything unilaterally. And so uh, I think that we will hear in the hours ahead uh, repeats of anxiety here that what is taking place puts the Good Friday Agreement at risk and the United States views itself as the guarantor, one of the guarantors of the Good Friday Agreement because, of course, the administration of former President Bill Clinton devoted so much time, attention and resource to shepherding the Good Friday Agreement through. Uh, and so this is definitely going to be problematic in terms of the bilateral relationship. The uh, Minister for State for Northern Ireland, Connor Burns, is here. Uh, we will, in fact, be hearing from him later in the day uh, to understand the extent to which he thinks that he is able to allay the concerns uh, of lawmakers up on Capitol Hill and elsewhere uh, in the US government about what all of this means. Uh, I'm confident that he will echo the Prime Minister's view that this is uh, a relatively low-level move by the UK government uh, and that some of the anxieties that have been expressed over the last many months by uh, US lawmakers are, are overblown. Uh, but there's no question that this is going to cre create fresh tension in the relationship. There will be those who say, well, this threat to torpedo a trade deal that Nancy Pelosi has made uh, between the US and the UK is sort of meaningless because there is no progress realistically being made uh, in terms of advancing towards that trade deal and certainly no indication that any trade deal would, as would be necessary uh, for it to take force, be ratified by Congress in the foreseeable future. You know, even if a trade agreement was struck, it's possible that it wouldn't be ratified by Congress until long after both Joe Biden and Boris Johnson have departed the political stage. So it may well be that that threat actually from the United States lacks a bit of punch because there's been so much, uh, so little rather, progress made in that area. Uh, but certainly uh, this, I think, is going to rankle uh, with uh, those members of Congress, and there are several of them that in the last few months and indeed the last couple of years have repeatedly sent written warnings uh, to Number 10 saying, please do not do this. Let's talk about um, gun laws in the United States. We've um, heard, obviously, of those mass shootings, um, a couple in just the last few weeks. Sounds like there could now be a bit of movement on this. Well, a, a very small bit of movement after a compromise was struck in the US Senate over the weekend on some pretty low-level uh, new uh, initiatives uh, to try and reduce the incidence of mass shootings in the United States. Uh, the agreement 
which has secured the backing of 10 Republicans, and that's crucial because there are 100 senators, the Senate is divided 50-50, but in order to get this legislation passed, the White House needs 60 votes, so you need those 10 Republicans. Uh, It sets the stage for enhanced background checks that will uh, give uh, the authorities more time uh, to look into the juvenile and mental health records of anyone who's trying to buy a gun under the age of 21. Uh, It calls for uh, fresh funding for states uh, to uh, implement what they call here red flag laws. There are many states that already have these red flag laws and on more than 8,000 occasions they've been used by police who go to a a judge and seek a court order to remove weapons uh, from someone who is deemed to be a threat to public safety. Uh, So the senators have agreed that there should be a lot more of that going on. There's more funding for mental health resources nationally and particularly in schools. That's been a key demand of Republicans. And more money for enhanced safety in schools, which is also another uh, talking point for the Republicans, who of course uh, argue that uh, schools need to be much more heavily secured and fortified uh, in order to protect them uh, from would-be attackers. Uh, But what this legislation does not do uh, is raise the legal age uh, at which you can go out and buy an assault weapon from 18 to 21. Uh, That proposal was contained in a package of laws passed by the House of Representatives last week, but that package of laws was never going to go anywhere because it's not going to be picked up by the United States Senate. This doesn't uh, do anything to address high-capacity magazines. It doesn't do anything uh, to uh, take the number of weapons off the streets, apart from that uh, relatively narrow issue of red flag laws. And so uh, while there were thousands of people taking to the streets of Washington and other cities over the weekend demanding much more radical action, that is not what the Senate has been able to craft. President Biden said that this uh, falls short of what he believes needs to be done, but he uh, welcomed it as a first step and says that as soon as the legislation is fully drafted, because they've got to work through all the legal text now, uh, it can be put to a vote in the Senate and he will sign it as quickly as possible. Uh, But, you know, in a world in which half a loaf is better than no loaf at all, in fact, what you're dealing with here are are pretty much breadcrumbs at this point. They don't constitute even half a loaf uh, in terms of what uh, gun proponents, uh, gun opponents rather, believe uh, is required in order to bring this tide of violence uh, to, uh, you know, some kind of an end here. And there are more hearings about the US Capitol riot on the 6th of January last year kicking off today. A star witness taking part today. Yep, star witness today will be Bill Stepien, who was Donald Trump's final campaign manager during the 2020 presidential election. I say final because there were quite a few of them during the course of Donald Trump's uh, efforts to win re-election. But Bill Stepien is uh, being questioned by members of the committee uh, after he received a subpoena legally compelling him to testify. He did not want to testify before the committee about what he saw 
Gore as Donald Trump's campaign manager, both in the run-up to the 2020 presidential election and then in those crucial weeks afterwards when, as we know, Donald Trump increasingly dug in and persuaded himself uh, of the conspiracy theory lie that the election had been rigged and stolen from him. So we're not entirely clear how cooperative Bill Stepien is going to be uh, with the committee today because he is essentially uh, being forced to appear as a result of that subpoena which legally compels his testimony. But this is all part and parcel of the committee building on that made-for-TV two-hour primetime hearing that they held on Thursday night. They are trying to intensify the pressure uh, on Donald Trump but also I think it's fair to say on the, the legal authorities here and particularly the Department of Justice and potentially uh, attorneys general in states across the country who may be thinking about trying to take legal action against Donald Trump. Uh, they are making their play over the next few weeks and months all the way to September and their argument is that Donald Trump needs to be held legally accountable for that deadly insurrection on Capitol Hill on January the 6th of last year. They essentially want Donald Trump removed from the political chessboard here and between now and the end of the year I suspect we will find out how successful or unsuccessful they are in that endeavour. Simon Marks in Washington, thank you very much for bringing us up to date with the latest as uh, America wakes up for a new day and a new week. Uh